This is Smart Money with Kevin Richards from KNR Consulting Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Kevin Richards to help you find out how to have financial peace of mind. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Smart Money. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Richards. In our show now, today we're going to focus on the five years before you retire. What to do, what not to do, so as to make your last five years of having to go to a nine-to-five job, how to make it much better, how to make your retirement years the way you want them to be and live in comfort and not have the stress of worrying about running out of money or stock market volatility, et cetera. So hopefully you get a lot out of our show today and thank you again for tuning in on this wonderful Saturday. I'm blessed to have you guys as some of our listeners. And I wanna say thank you again to our K-Bright family for allowing me on this show and all the work that they do. But before we begin, let me introduce our co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing today, Tony? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Great introduction there, Kevin, and great to be on the air once again with you. This sounds like a good one. Five years before retirement, what to do those last five years of your working years. It sounds great. And I'm getting closer and closer to that point where I'll be within that five-year range. So I like that. Uh, I mean, I've got a few years yet, Kevin. Don't I mean, let's not get crazy, but yeah, we're all getting older. So uh, I think this show applies no matter what, if you're in your 40s, or especially if you're in your 50s or 60s, uh, this show is for you because you want to know uh, what you need to be doing and what to avoid doing during that time, right? Well, absolutely. And that's what I thought our show should focus on it. And I recently had some downtime. As you know, Tony, I had a little bit of an abdominal surgery and that took me out for about two and a half weeks here from uh, work. So it's uh, it gives you a chance to reflect on a lot of stuff and really take a. Uh, you know, take notice of what's important to you. And, and I, I cherish the the time I have at work and the time I have with all the folks out there that I help and, and my family, of course. And it's really good to look at these, these kind of things every once in a while. And many times we don't get a chance to reflect on the important things when you're working nine to five and in uh, just doing the grind of, you know, day in and day out sort of thing. So, you know, I'm happy that I'm, I'm recovering well and everything went well. So thanks uh, for all the concerns I've had out there. But uh, it, it does give me a chance to look at what's really important. And uh, I, I try to, you know, focus on that and not lose sight of what is important and why we do what we do every day for work and, and what, what gets us up in the morning and helps us to go to bed at night. And uh, that's something that we all should look, look at every day. And I I hope our show gives, gives that message across. And today's show, we can add some more value to your uh, your five years before you retire. Yeah, there you go. I mean, obviously, uh, you've been through a lot recently uh, with your surgery. And I know you said uh, it was tough, a lot of pain, and it's taking a while to recover. But yeah. I, I'm glad to hear you're on the road to recovery, right? You're doing better. Oh, yeah. Doctor said it all went well. And, you know, I'm feeling much, much better, about 80%, I'd say, where I should be at, but it's it's all on the upside, and you know, all in all, it's gonna be a very uh, productive and uh, efficient thing to get done, because the health will hopefully add some more years to my life, and I'm only 46, and I'm hoping to 
have many more years to go and have good health. So it, it all went well, Tony. Thanks. And it's definitely, uh, I'm glad it's over. I <laughs> don't want to do it again. And I know a lot of people <laughs> out there who've had surgeries can relate to that. Uh, it's never a fun thing, but many times it's needed. And thank God for our, our uh, medical system and great doctors out there who do what they do. So I, I feel blessed to be alive and be, <laughs> be feeling much better and hoping to have some more good years coming, coming forward. Sure. Sure. So I, I really think that's great. I'm glad to hear you're doing better. Of course, we've been praying for you and uh, definitely in your thoughts. And I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, your family's probably happy you're doing better and yeah. recovering, right? Absolutely. It's it's definitely, uh, they've been a big help. So I'm all happy to have those guys around and uh, all my sure. friends too. So it's, it's, uh, oh, it's yeah. good to cherish what you have and don't take for granted all the good things in your life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, you said we're calling this show five years before you retire. Uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I thought I'd cover some of the main pitfalls that a lot of people don't necessarily think about, or maybe they make the mistakes, and then they realize that afterwards they shouldn't have. And I'll kind of cover some of them. We can't really cover all of them in our show's uh, time frame, obviously, but I'll cover a few of them. And I'll just start off with this one. A lot of people out there in uh, their 50s or, or 60s have 401ks. At their off at their current job or previous jobs, and many of them will want to take out a loan. They they hear that they can take out a loan from their current 401k, and it's true. Many 401ks uh, you are allowed to take out a loan. But a lot of people don't realize what that means and what the negatives are for doing that. And I thought I'd cover a few of them. Uh, one of the things obvious: if you pull money out of your 401k, you cannot have that money grow. It's gone. It's taken out. Uh, obviously, but that's a, a main point. But also the other issue a lot of people have, most 401ks, once you take a loan out of it, you cannot keep contributing to your 401k plan Ooh. without without paying off the loan first. That hurts your taxes. Obviously, if you cannot add to your 401k, as many of us know, the reasons one of the reasons for your 401k plan is to lower your current taxes. So if you cannot contribute to it that year, well, that could helpfully or definitely affect your tax bracket. So you got to sure. realize that you can't take out or sorry, contribute to these plans if you have a loan. The other issue a lot of them have is they charge you an interest rate or fee to have that loan on your 401k. So that also starts adding up into your values, of course. And then the other issue is if you stop working, whether it's by choice or they, they let you go, you have to take or pay that entire 401k balance, one lump sum, before you can even do anything with that money. So you are really restricted greatly from being able to use your own 401k if you stop working somewhere without first paying back that loan. Wow. It's like it's like having a home loan that you all of a sudden, you know, are forced to pay back your entire mortgage in one lump sum. Sure. It's pretty difficult for most people. So I really restrain, I really, I should say, um, discourage people most of the time for having a loan on their 401k. I'd much rather see them take out loans from their uh, line of credit on their house. Uh, sometimes banks have different loan rates that are very low for even personal loans. All these things are much more um, effective, I think more efficient, less costly, more options to pay it back than having a loan on your 401k. So I just really sure. want to make sure our listeners know before you pull out a loan, on your 401k, please get all the facts and look at all your options. It isn't yeah. always the best choice, especially if you have, like I mentioned, some equity in your home. You could take sure. out a line of credit on that, or you even have 
uh, a decent credit score and can get a line of credit just at the bank in itself. So that's one of them I really want to make sure our listeners are aware of and they don't fall into that pitfall. Sure. And so basically what you're saying is you can take a loan out uh, from your 401k uh, and uh, or a retirement account. Can you also, does this apply to IR, traditional IRAs as well? Same no, thing, right? No, it doesn't. No? See, IRAs, oh, okay. that's a good, good question too, Tony. A lot of IRAs, you cannot take out loans on them. Um, there's, ah, okay. There's margin trading and there's different things that are too technical sure. to any in our show today. But in general, IRAs, you cannot take out loans on them. Only a but 401k can, plan. So correct? you can on the 401k. However, you're not talking about withdrawing money from the 401k. That's different as well. And you don't want to do that either because there's huge penalties, right? Well, great point. So withdrawals on an IRA, uh, sorry, 401k or an IRA have similar rules. And rule number one is if you are under the age of 59 and a half and you withdraw money from your 401k, you immediately get a 10% penalty because you took it out what they call an early withdrawal, which means before the age of 59 and a half. That, that concerns IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. If you're a teacher, 457 plans, all these different retirement accounts that are out there, they all have that same rule. You cannot withdraw money without a 10% penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half. Very big issue. The other issue with that is if you take out a large sum of money, it's all taxable if you take it out as a withdrawal. So that means if you pulled out 30 or $40,000 from your IRA or 401k, all of that money is now considered earned income, meaning it's taxed. So you may have just brought yourself up to a whole new higher tax bracket, which nobody wants. And you have now a potentially a 10% penalty if you are under the age of 59 and a half. These are all factors to really understand before you make any, any withdrawal or loan off of your 401ks, your IRAs. These are, these are things that once you do it, you can't undo it. It's very difficult to undo these things uh, afterwards. So it's really important to know the facts. It can be a bit complicated because that's the nature of these accounts. They have a lot of benefits and features, but on the contrary, they also have a lot of restrictions. So you wanna get all your facts very clearly understood before you withdraw or take a loan out on your 401k. Yeah, very good important. point. Great point. So uh, what's next? What do we need to know about in our last five years before retirement? Well, one of the things people always ask is how much money should they leave or have ready available to them when they retire. And the basic rule of thumb is about three years of income, really is what you need to have. Sitting in short-term investment accounts that don't have much volatility, meaning they don't change in values dramatically uh, on a monthly or quarterly basis, but they're available to you. They have no restrictions on pulling the money out. They're not locked up into a, a long-term annuity or some sort of a vehicle like a bond that has restrictions on how much you can take out without uh, potential losses. So these are, this is an important number because you don't want to be the mercy of a down market. Let's just say you don't put three years of income aside in a very conservative, uh, almost, I'd want to say cash or money market type account or shorter term vehicle that has minimal interest rates. If you don't have money there and all your money's in stocks or mutual funds or bonds that people often have and you retire, well, there's a shortfall, right? There's usually a gap of what you need in income, which based on what you used to make and what you need to spend every month, that gap, that shortfall is where you're gonna take money from 
your savings, your IRAs, your 401ks. But if they're all in mutual funds and stocks, like I mentioned, and the market happens to be down in a, in a very severe way and you're forced to sell because you need money, right? That's how it works. You have to sell your holdings, your mutual funds and IRA in the stocks to get the cash. Well, that's right at a bad time. Now you're forced to sell something that you shouldn't sell at the wrong time. Why? Because you did not have money set aside in more conservative liquid holdings that mm. do not have volatility to them, such as a stock or a bond that does. So that's why that's a very crucial thing to understand and have three years of set asides. Because sometimes we have a down market, Tony, as you may have seen in the stock market that can last three years. There's many, many times in the history of our stock market that the market has crashed is on a downtrend for almost three years. And then it usually rebounds, but that isn't always true. So you got to plan that. If you're going to stop working soon, you need to have around three years of living expenses, meaning your shortfall, because you're going to get potentially social security, whatever your shortfall is from what your current earnings are to what you need to spend on a monthly basis, that amount of money, let's just say it's $3,000 a month for easy numbers. Well, 3,000 a month times 12 months is 36,000 times three years. You're looking at roughly $108,000. Wow. That should be set aside in, in a very conservative holdings that mm. can give you gain, but not much volatility. That's what I'm saying. That's a really, really important point. Yeah, that is huge. Uh, I think that's a really good point. Now, let's uh, pause here and take a quick break before we continue uh, with more things we need to know about those last five working years before retirement. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? I know you, Kevin, you usually have a special offer for us, right? Yeah, Tony, I always love to have, uh, I reserve 10 slots in my calendar for any of our K-Bright listeners out there. If you want to come in and talk with me about your current financial situation or questions you may have about your own IRAs, 401ks, and some planning discussions regarding that, uh, please give me a call. I offer in one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation with me. And I'm in either my Garden Grove office or in Laguna Niguel. And it's an uh, easy way to reach me is our number today. We have folks sitting by right now to take your call. And our number again is 949-218-3900. Now, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to talk more about what you need to be aware of, what you need to be doing those last five years before retirement with our host, Kevin Richards, here on Smart Money after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At KNR Consulting Group, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 949-218-3900 or visit us at knrconsultinggroup.com to learn more. And welcome back to Smart Money with our host, Kevin Richards, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Kevin, you're talking about the five years before retirement and pitfalls we need to avoid in those five years. The first one was don't withdraw money from that 401k or actually um, before you're 59 and a half, of course, but don't take a loan out from your 401k. Uh, that could create a lot of problems. Uh, what was the second point you had there? Well, it's regardless to Social Security. A lot of people make sure. the knee-jerk reaction, I call it, to taking Social Security right away, as soon as they can, which is 62 years old. And that isn't necessarily the best decision for a lot of reasons, and I'll cover them 
uh, right now. Unless you have a very, very poor uh, life expectancy and, and you're not working and you're 62 years old, um, I never would recommend taking out your Social Security benefits early, meaning at 62, If you're especially if you're working. And here's why. If you're working and you earn, um, right now it's roughly $40,000 as a family, Every $2 you make over that um, that number, they take a dollar out of Social Security, your Social Security benefits. So most people in Orange County as a household, we make probably $100,000 or more on average as a household. That means approximately $30,000 of your Social Security benefits will be penalized. That means taken away, which is a huge loss. And you also are reducing your benefit amount from Social Security by 25%. That means for the rest of your life, you've lowered your monthly social security check by 25% for the day till the day you pass. That's if you, of course, take your social security benefits prior to the age, your full retirement age, which for most people is 66. So sure. if you're if you're taking a 62 and you're still working, it's never a good idea to do that. Again, you lose a big part of your benefits right away as a penalty because the government is discouraging you for taking that early. Um, they want you to keep working, keep adding to the social security system until you hit your full retirement age, which again is for most people around 66. It's a chart. So it's a few months. It may be a variable to that, but for most people it's 66 years old. So that's a huge number to lose. If you, if you're losing half or more of your monthly check because you took it out too early, um, that's not a smart idea, especially if you're working. So the only ever reason I see for folks that I talk to to ever take out your check, your social security benefits early, meaning before your full retirement age, is again, longevity issues or you have dire straits, something's drastically happened to your life where every dollar you need and you cannot survive without it because the the ramifications are very, very severe in their lifelong ramifications, not, not just for yourself, but for your spouse. Because a lot of people realize, hopefully, hopefully they realize this, that if, you know, your spouse, let's say your husband is the higher income earner and he passes away before his wife does, well, the wife will then take over the higher of the two social security amounts. So let's just say he was getting $3,000 a month in social security and she worked less than he did because she may have raised the family, et cetera. And her, let's say her amount of benefit was $1,200 a month. Well, now that he's passed away, she can take, get all of his benefit, his whole $3,000 a month that he was getting for the rest of her life. So every decision you make in social security has many, many long-term effects, not just for yourself, but for your spouse. So you really want to look at all the numbers, get all the facts, especially in regards to social security, because that's probably one of the biggest financial decisions you're going to make in your life is when to take out social security. So I, I stress that in our show today, because you know, if you're about five years or so from retiring, I know many of us are going to be looking at that check from Social Security as our largest income source. So don't go at it blindly. Do not just assume you're reading that letter that they send out correctly or that you have all the facts because because that letter that you may get from the Social Security Administration does not give you all of your options. It just simply says, mm. in summary, what your check amount will be if you take it at age 62 or 66 for your full retirement age, or at age 70. Well, those are not the only three options that you have. I mean, there's so much more to this, Tony, as we've talked in our other shows, such as spousal benefits. That's a big one 
that a lot of people out there may be missing where they could be getting another $1,000 or more a month from Social Security if they're married or if they were even married for 10 years or longer prior in a prior marriage, there could be ex-spouse benefits that are substantial. So these are things that you don't want to um, not realize or ignore or not get all the facts on and don't just take Again, the easy route of, of deciding based on that letter you get from Social Security, go meet with a specialist. Go meet with somebody who is a very specialty knowledge about this Social Security area so that you don't assume things and don't just miss out on what you are rightly owed because this is your own money, really. It's what we all maybe don't realize, but in Social Security, you're really getting your own money back. Uh, that's because you put into this for, for so many years of working. Why not get all that you're owed back? and get the facts. So that's what we do a lot of here, Tony, because uh, it's such a very large source of income for most of our clients and most of the people out there. So I, I stress that as a huge pitfall because many people get worried that social security is going to be abolished or reduced, you know, during their lifetime. And frankly, the odds of that are very low, especially for baby boomers, because that's the largest voting body out there. And as of last time I checked on this, the uh, Social Security Administration is fully funded till the year 2034. So we have roughly, what is that, 16 years or more of no changes that will occur. And if the only thing that could happen, and I feel this, this is my opinion, as of right now, they say that if nothing changes for the baby boomers, they may reduce slightly down your Social Security benefits after the year of 2034. That's unlikely because, again, who would ever vote a reduction in Social Security to the largest voting body out there? Again, that's the baby boomers. I don't think that's ever going to happen, in my opinion. No. I don't know that for sure, but the odds are very low. Right. Cert certainly very much lower than a guaranteed reduction, meaning if you take out Social Security at 62, you have guaranteed locked in a loss of 25% of what you should have gotten for Social Security. That's a... I don't want to take those odds. I don't want to have a guaranteed loss for, for in my head, potentially worried about social security going away or being reduced by the year 2034, which is super unlikely. So we just have to use some logic here. Um, but even with numbers like that, I don't think it makes sense ever to take out social security early unless, as I mentioned earlier, you have really bad health or some sort of really dire straits happening in your life. Right. I just uh, I think that it's really important to understand how to maximize that, and there's a lot more to it than people think. So, are there any other pitfalls or things we need to be aware of uh, for that last five years before retirement? Yeah, Tony, and the last one is going to be about long-term care. Uh, a lot of people don't want to discuss this, think about it, or even you know confront it. But in reality, <laughs> the numbers I have here in front of me is the uh, current estimates that people will spend um, in retirement on healthcare. And that doesn't mean uh, Medicare, et cetera, but I'm talking about long-term care because we all know we have Medicare and such, and that covers your short-term care needs at the hospitals and doctors visits, et cetera. But what happens when you need long-term care? That means like assisted living or home care at the house. You need to hire a driver or potentially a chef, you know, a maid, et cetera, at the house to help you be comfortable and not be, uh, putting yourself in danger. Well, that average for most folks across the country is about $220,000 is what we're going to spend on average, one out of two of us, on the cost of long-term care. That's a big number. So if you don't plan for that, 
in the years that you can potentially get long-term care insurance or at least look at all the options, you could be in, in trouble. And that's something that we all got to look at. Many of our listeners out there who are in your 60s, you may be having your family or your parents who are still alive in their 80s, and now they are in need of care. Not that they're in their last days of life and, and such. I hope not, but many of us have folks that are aging and they need some home care or assisted living care, and that could be four to five or 6000 a month. And that adds up. And that's where that number of $220,000 comes in, which is approximately the average for most families, what they're going to spend on long-term care needs when they, after they retire. So we got to plan for it. That's why when we sit down with our families, we look at their whole picture. Where do you put money into what vehicles, such as long-term care insurance potentially, or other vehicles that give you long-term care benefits, or even certain annuities out there that give you a long-term care benefit um, feature that could help you if you did need care. And these are all the things that we want to make sure we're on top of ourselves here at my office. That's our job is to be our advocate for our clients and be the one that does all the research that stays on top of the current offers and investment options and long-term care options that are available. Cause I know it's very, um, it's overwhelming for a lot of people. There's so much information on the internet, on the TV, the radio, you hear all kinds of stuff out there. And I understand it's overwhelming. It gives me a job. Our job is to simplify what appears to be complicated. How do you search through all the options that are out there for investments, for long-term care and know what's the right fit for you and your family? Well, that's what we do here, Tony. And we're, as you know, a fiduciary. So we have no bias or no set agenda in advance of our meeting with our clients. We're there to first get to know our clients, find out what they need and want, and then go search out and give them the options that fit those needs without any any restrictions or, again, preset agenda. Well, and it sounds like there are a lot of things to keep in mind those five years leading up to retirement. And I know you just covered a few today. And there are probably many more, um, you know, planning for health care and things like that. So uh, I know you're going to dig into that on future shows, but a great topic today. We're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go, Kevin? No, John, I just want to really encourage our K-Bright listeners out there to please give me a call. If you want to discuss these topics or anything else related to finances, your own IRAs, your own 401ks, uh, long-term care planning needs, et cetera, even life insurance analysis. We do all this here. That's what our job is. And I want to encourage any listener out there, please don't hesitate to call us. I'm here in two locations, uh, down in Garden Grove and in, also in Laguna Niguel. And I can definitely block out an hour of my time to speak to anybody in our K-Bright family out there who wants to sit down and talk with me. Again, it's no cost, no obligation, just to get a chance to know each other. Just give me a call. We have folks standing by today uh, on this wonderful Saturday. We're at the phone number here of 949-218-3900. All right. Thanks so much, Kevin. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Smart Money with Kevin Richards. Thank you for listening to Smart Money with Kevin Richards. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, contact Kevin Richards at KNR Consulting Group. That's 949 918 3900 
or visit their website at knrconsultinggroup.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Kevin Richards and KNR Consulting Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.